love you guys. It has been so incredibly long, but hey, we're back together. Um, if you're catching us for season two of the Quad Pod, I feel like we only do episodes for uh, the NFL draft. I feel like that's our thing. That's our... Uh, our it's the yearly episode. Yeah, the yearly, yearly episode, episode. yeah. Um, but I'm Jeffrey Wills. I'm one of your hosts. I'm here with uh, Mr. Trey Lee. What is up, guys? Is married. married. It's crazy. We're with uh, Josh Warren. What's going on, guys? And always Trevor Howard. I'm Matt Tyson. <laughs> and so um, for today's episode, like I said, I shouldn't say that. That's embarrassing. That's <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, we're covering the 2021 NFL draft. Um, before we get started, let's let's talk about how we did last year. I think that would be a, a fun fun way to embarrass ourselves. We all sucked. It's pretty much uh, <laughs> pretty much the uh, way to define that. Very yeah, I think much. We so. got we got the first like four picks right. Is that right, Trey? Yeah. yeah. So we all sucked last year. Actually, we got the first three picks right. So Josh nice. picked one. He picked Joe Burrow, of course. Your boy Joe Burrow. Trevor Ooh. picked two and got Chase Young. Jeffrey picked three and got Jeff Akuda. And I started off the list of lo- the long, long list of missing things with I picked Tristan Wirfs to go to the Giants and they went Andrew Thomas. Mm. So that was that one was wrong. The only pick I got right was Henry Ruggs at 12 to the Raiders. And Trevor got only two right, which was the most out of any of us. Um, he picked Justin Jefferson at 22. Come on. I do want to say that's pretty bad. That is really bad. I still got the Noah Ignogamundi pick right. Yeah, I, 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 I will. I, he went I will give you. Yeah, I will give you. I, so. I will give you props um, and apologize for laughing at you. Yeah, um, for thinking that was a dumb pick, but um, I, I will yeah, give you honest, props on that one. Yeah, honestly, Jeffrey wins that one just for that pick because, like, yeah, who even would guess that? Makes mm. no sense. Yeah, if we're voting on who won last year, Jeffrey wins all <laughs> yeah. the solo picks. It's, it's so, Jeffrey. congratulations, it's Jeffrey. Jeffrey. Thank you. Um, but yeah, so we're gonna go ahead and jump in since this is gonna take a little bit. We're only doing the first round, uh, kind of like we did last year. Um, starting this off, I believe, is Mr. Trey Lee. No, it's actually Trevor. Howard. Oh, oh, it's Trevor. Trevor. Hey, boys. All right. You guys ready for this? Mm. Trevor, who are you going with with the first pick of the NFL oh, draft? Oh, I think you know who Jacksonville's going to take. Oh, I think we do. So they played in a national championship a few years ago. Mm-hmm. They have luscious hair. Just got married. It's your boy, Trevor Lawrence. Oh, very surprising, Trevor. Yeah, it's, very it's pretty shocking. That's pretty much like unless he like wants out, like he pulls like an Eli Manning. I think Trevor Lawrence is gonna go there. <laughs> yeah, like I feel like that's pretty set. I feel like even though he he got hurt last season, uh, he still proved over his college career at Clemson that he was he, he can carry the team if he has to and I think Jacksonville needs somebody to to get them out of the the bottom of the NFL teams I think he's the guy to do it for real y'all think he will be as good as people think he is going to be because there I've seen comparisons 
everywhere from Andrew Luck to Peyton Manning. I I think he's going to be legit, but I, I – I mean, the fun thing that we're going to get to watch with Jacksonville is we're also going to get to watch a brand-new coaching system down there um, with Urban Meyer, you know, mm-hmm. um, coming off of, you know, TV networks. He's going back into coaching. Um, and so it's going to be interesting to see, you know, how um, Urban and, um, uh, well, crud, uh, Trevor Lawrence uh, work well together. And, I mean, if they work together and, you know, they do well enough of protecting him, I think he's got the shot of being a really good NFL quarterback. Yeah, for sure. I think the luck comparison is probably really, really solid. Yeah. All right, we're going pick two. Pick two. Yeah. All right, well, that's me. Um, so, all right, so got the Jets at two. You know, Jackson, I mean, um, the Jets, you know, they've the New York teams have always sucked when it comes to if they get a quarterback, they always kill that quarterback somehow. Um, but the Jets need a quarterback um, desperately. Um, and so I'm going to give them uh, – I'm going to say that they're going to take uh, Zach Wilson from BYU. Um, I think he's the second-best quarterback in the draft. Um, I think he beats out the likes of, you know, Mac from Alabama and uh, Fields from Ohio State. He's just a more well-rounded quarterback. Um, but uh, I, uh, I think that's who uh, – I think the Jets go with uh, – Zach Wilson. What about you? What do you guys think? Yeah, I think he's going there. I, I'll be honest. I have not seen much of Zach Wilson. He played Troy earlier this year, so that's about as much as I saw. I he just all of a sudden like got super hyped up after after the I feel like it was after the season, but I, I thought this draft was going to be the Trevor Lawrence Justin Fields draft, but now it's really the the Trevor Lawrence Zach Wilson draft. So I, I'm interested to see what New York does with them. Yeah, yeah. I think uh, – go ahead, Trev. Oh, you go ahead. Okay. Um, I don't know. I, watching his pro day stuff, um, the film from it, I don't know if you guys saw like that. He was on his back foot. He threw like a 70-yard dime. It's ridiculous. I think he's – they scare me. Um, it's – I don't know, just because Sam Darnold was such a good player coming out of college, and he was supposed to be like their guy for the next decade, essentially. And then he went there and was just doo-doo. Um, and so if they can't get someone to, with like to help him out um, on, on the office in front, whether that be O-line or a wide receiver, um, besides um, who's over there? I, not Rodney Anderson's, or he's in Carolina. Robbie Anderson, Carolina. Carolina. They have yeah. Denzel Mims, and, and who else do they have? Golly, I can't even think of a receiver they have. Yeah, so if they can get support, uh, Wilson, I think he'll be good. Um, I don't think he's the Trevor Lawrence uh, kind of air about him, where he can he can make things happen if it's just him. Um, but, and I mean, and you, you, I mean, you saw that too. Like what Trey was saying, the little bit I got to watch of him, he's not Mister. Throw the offense on my back and win a game. 
Yeah. He has to have weapons around him. And BYU did a good job of the way that they would scheme when it comes to receivers and running backs. And they did a good job of making him look good. But they also had to help make him look good. Yeah. And that's what the Jets are going to have to do if they want him to be their guy for however long down the road um, they choose to keep him. Yeah. And, I mean, he yeah, had BYU to a good season. Yeah. So. He did, the yeah. The thing is, they didn't play anybody. So, I mean, like, you kind of have to factor that in. Because, I mean, if your best team you play is Coastal Carolina, I mean, like, you hadn't been tested very much. So, yeah. I don't know. I think he's a great quarterback. But, like, I really could see it something happening where they end up kind of juking everybody out and picking like Justin Fields or somebody like that. Yeah. They don't want to yeah, be I mean, in situations, this situation in two, three years, similar to how they were, were with Sam Darnold. I, not I, exactly. They got, they got a hit with this one. So I, I think this one may stick. If not, the Jets are in trouble. All right. So – the draft truly begins here, um, and if you would have – I have San Francisco here. They traded with the Miami Dolphins a few weeks ago to move up, and when usually when a team trades up in the draft, they're going for quarterback. And if we would have done this draft a week ago, I would have picked a certain player that was heavily rumored at the time to go to San Francisco, but – after this week, looking at some pro day stuff, I got to go Justin Fields from Ohio State. Um, okay. He's the he's the one, like I said earlier, I, he was the guy that I thought was going to be the obvious number two coming out of the year. Had a great game against Clemson, but had some really rough games against Northwestern and Indiana this year. And I've, I've seen a lot of scouts look at those games and be like, well, those are the those are the ones you have to have to have really good tape against. So, but I, I think Justin Justin Fields is a phenomenal athlete. He's a he's got a a good frame for a quarterback. He's got some speed, and I think he's obviously durable as we saw in the Clemson game. Um, but I just think Justin Fields would be a, a very good quarterback in the Kyle Shanahan system. Yeah, I, I mean, you know, as much as I love Mac Jones from, you know, the, I mean, just Cinderella story um, season that he had. Um, I mean, because I, I remember at the beginning of the season when we, you know, didn't know if we were going to have football or not. I was hoping that Bryce Young was going to beat him out because I was terrified. But, I mean, with what Mac was able to do, but I'm not mad at that at your choice when it comes to putting him – there because I just don't think Mac fits that system um and Mac has to Matt if Mac's going to be successful he's got to have a system that he can thrive in but Fields is like a Trevor Lawrence to where he can throw a team on his back and win a game um and that's the kind of system he's going to fit well in and I think that's what the 49ers need it's a run-heavy system over there, so I I hesitate to put Mac because you get in a situation similar to how Garoppolo was over there. And he, Garoppolo, like as good as the 49ers were, they were in the Super Bowl last year. But they, I mean, I just never thought it would work because Garoppolo's this pocket passer who doesn't move similar to Tom Brady, and they need 
they need a guy that can move a little bit and do some read option stuff. That's when they're best, I think. So I think Justin Fields really fits here. Interesting. Three the three top quarterbacks off the board in the first three picks. I, I don't know if there's been a draft like that. Um, so that I think we're just setting ourselves up for failure. But that's what we do. I mean, right? we probably are, but <laughs> this is going to be a weird draft. Yeah, it really is. Uh, because, th- th- I mean, you know, we've had drafts in the past where we thought that they were – I mean, what was the draft a couple of years ago where it was like uh, – um, you had the you had the quarterbacks from all the schools uh, out west. Like you had the U, USC quarterbacks. The UC that we thought that was a quarterback heavy draft. Yeah. But I mean, this draft right here, we've got five guys. You've got five. You've got five quarterbacks that are NFL talent level. Yeah. Um, I mean, you just don't see that often. And you've got the top three teams that have needs. Their number one need, most cases, are quarterback needs. Um, and so, now, are we setting ourselves up for failure? I mean, you know, <laughs> who, who says that the Jets don't come off the board at two and pick an offensive lineman? I mean, we know they're not the smartest when it comes to their draft picks. Yeah, um, true. But, I don't know. should be a fun draft. Dude, we can only go up from here. Like, <laughs> we set facts. the bar pretty low. So, I mean – that is facts. If we each too get, bad about yeah, it. <laughs> if we each get two picks for this draft, I mean, we already went up. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Trevor's got one guarantee. And, Josh, really, you do have one guarantee because yeah. I don't think New York can't not pick Zach Wilson. I mean, they traded yeah. Sam Darnold and the, the writing's on the wall there. The real, yeah. It's really – it starts with me being whether it's going to be Justin Fields or Matt Jones. Hey, Trey Lance could go there. And I really That's think very that, true. This draft is going to be one you're going to see. I really think, and we'll get to this later, I think teams like Chicago and Washington are going to try to trade up, and if they can't, they're going to draft guys like Kyle Trask and Kellen Mond in the first round. Yeah. And it's not going to be good. Right. All right, so the pick that I'm most interested in for the top four is Jeffrey's pick. Mm-hmm. Jeffrey, you got the Falcons. What do you think they're going to do, or do you think they hold on to this pick? Goodness, um, I think they need to. Uh, they were four and twelve last year. They were not. <laughs> um, yeah. But you know, watching the Falcons last year, they <sighs> Matt Ryan's. I I think Matt Ryan's done. I think he's been not at his peak for a couple of years since since the probably the Patriots Falcons <laughs> Super Bowl. I think that really just like changed his the path his career was on. Um, and Julio declining obviously is going to make his numbers not uh, be as great as they once were. Um, so I, looking at their depth chart and stuff, I think they need a quarterback, obviously, um, because Ryan's not the hot shot. But I also, they only had one center and one right guard listed um, in their in their depth chart. So um, I, I can see them going with an O-lineman because, you know, like normally the best alignment goes in the top top five generally. Um, but I think it's a game of do you want to build for the future or do you want to try to have another go next year and just see what happens? Um, but you also have to think about the quarterbacks coming up next year. Um, and I think this is, if you do want to get a franchise quarterback, this is the year to do it. I'm like you were saying, Josh. Um, so... The, the next three quarterbacks, I don't know. I don't think Jones, Mac Jones really fits 
I can see him going there. He has the uh, Calvin Ridley connection. Maybe. Um, no, he played for Georgia, didn't he? I'm a silly boy. Calvin Ridley? No, Calvin Ridley? No, no, that no, was Riley Ridley. They, they, no, that was Riley. No, I don't think okay. Mac was, was – I don't think – yeah, no, they had the connection you, when it comes to Tuscaloosa. I just can't remember. Yeah. I, yeah. They, they've got that connection, yeah. yeah. Um, well, and then I didn't watch Trey Lance, if I'm being honest with you guys. But I know Carson Wentz came out of the same same university, and he went on to lead the Eagles to a Super Bowl, even though Nick Foles got to take the final step with them there. But and so obviously they produce talent um, up up there. So I can see I I'm I went with them going with Trey Lance from North Dakota State. Uh, okay. Just to either put pressure on Matt Ryan or to for Matt Ryan to like guide him into the the next. Uh, successor of of the QB role in Atlanta. Okay. What do you guys think? Of that? See, to me, it's kind of like the Wilson pick. I mean, he played one game this season, and he threw like three picks. So I'm like not completely sold on him. I mean, he kind of has the upside as an athlete, kind of like um like Fields does. But mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm not a huge fan of that pick. But I'm not even a huge fan of the Mac going there. So yeah, I think possibly. Falcons could either trade up or trade down out of this pick if they're not feeling their guy. Yeah. But I mean, if they're, if they're going to trade down, if they're going to trade down, the only team that needs to trade up right now is the Patriots. Yeah. Um, and so is there a situation where the Falcons and the Patriots swap and Atlanta falls to 15th and then they get a better look at a, that the board looks different? And they start looking at, you know, offensive weapons or, in Atlanta's case, defensive weapons, too. Um, I don't know. It, if they're going to trade with somebody, New England would be the person that I would trade with. But, I, but I'm not mad at that pick. I mean, honestly, I don't know a whole lot about Trey Lance from other than what I've heard. And with the way that Atlanta has done in the past couple of years, he seems like he would fit in just well over there. He's got the arm talent. Uh, yeah, he's got the arm talent. I, I think, I, I think y'all are hitting the nail on the head about Mac Jones. I, I didn't even think think about him going here. If I think Fields would fit more in Atlanta than anybody, but obviously I took Fields at three. So, but I think another name that to watch out for if they don't trade is Kyle Pitts. I think they'll go for a a heavy duty. <laughs> wide receiver type player to give it some sort of spark. But I think Atlanta trades personally. I think they'll they'll trade down with somebody. I agree. Yeah, I, I agree yeah. with you on that one. All right, Trey, you got uh you got five you got five. Trevor has five. Oh I'm sorry, Trevor, you have five. <laughs> okay, so I'm actually really excited about this pick. So Cincinnati Bengals are up at five. And I truly believe they're going to take Jamar Chase here. I think they're going to get Burrow his target, have a little reunion down there, the Bayou Bengals. So going from Bayou to Bayou. So I think, I don't know, I feel like, I think Devontae is a better overall wide receiver, but just in terms of kind of appeasing their like main guy under center, they're going to go chase at this pick. I like. I really want this to happen, but for Joe Burrow's sake and his health, 
I, they can't. They can't not take an O lineman. Their O line is so bad, except for Jonah Williams. They need someone to protect Joe, Joe Burrow, or they're gonna. It's gonna be an Andrew Luck situation where they he retires or something like that. But I like the pick. I th- I think it's gonna happen personally, but it, they shouldn't do it. They should wait and try to get another weapon for Burrow later on. They can get Terrace Marshall in the second round. That's very true. Yeah, I was I was kind of torn because I'm like. It was either between Chase or Sewell out of Oregon because, or, like, he's got to be probably the number one offensive lineman in the draft. And like yeah. you said, yeah, they really do need to protect him. But also, the Bengals really don't have any weapons at all. So it's kind of like pick your poison right there. So I don't know. I, I really see them kind of getting him as playmaker. Yeah, I mean, I'm not mad at that pick. I, 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 I mean, I, it makes sense from – the fact that, I mean, from the games that we got to watch Burrow play, he had nobody to throw to. Um, and, but, I mean, what, he's coming off of that, like, complete reconstruction of his knee. Yeah. Um, I think that screams to the Bengals front office, hey, we got to do something to protect this dude if he's going to be worth what we're paying him. Um and that's where, you know, someone like Sewell comes in from Oregon. But then again, are you going to protect or are you going to try and score points? Exactly. Um, and so that's that's the decision that uh, Cincinnati has to make. Five offensive people, offensive players in the first five picks. This is a very offensive-heavy well, draft. It is, I it don't is. see a, a defensive player coming off soon. Josh, do you have one at six? At six. Uh, yeah, I'm going to keep the trend going when it comes to offense. Um, so Miami is very interestingly built right now. Um, you know, we had the sharing of the quarterback duties between Tua and Fitzmagic, but Fitzmagic is gone. Um, so by all accounts, unless something crazy happens, Tua is the star quarterback that – some Miami faithful have been hoping that they were going to get. He's going to be their quarterback. Um, and he needs someone to throw to. Um, I am struggling on which receiver to put here because on the one hand, Devonte is the better route runner um, he's the better overall receiver, but when it comes to Waddle, you get you get speed. Um, you get that ability to, you know, cut really and I mean, even after the ankle injury, we saw him still be able to run pretty decent routes in the national championship game. But for the sake of making sure that you have someone you can rely on, I'm gonna say that the Dolphins take uh Devontae Smith at six. Um, I'm gonna say that they take someone who is established he's him and Tua have a you know they have that relationship from when um they were in Tuscaloosa together um Miami wants some consistency on offense and I think a Tua Devontae relationship gives them that ability to have that yeah I love that pick and like you said about Waddle I've been banging the drum for Waddle since he came on the field I really and I still really do believe that Waddle is probably the best receiver. I like he's just so fast. I mean, you saw in the yeah. LSU game, 
um, 2019 where he like got his head pulled off and still ran it back for a touchdown. I mean, he is an extreme playmaker and that's really what the Dolphins need. But I agree with you, like just in the fact, I mean, you got to give it to the Heisman winner. I mean, like you can't just pass on the Heisman winner. Yeah. What do y'all what think we... about the concerns with his size? Like there have been so many people saying, oh, he's too small. Oh, he doesn't weigh up. And it's crazy because the dude is literally like an elusive nightmare to cover. Yeah. And the, I think that helps him and it hurts him. It helps him in the fact in some of these bigger corners that he's going to be facing, if he gets around them, it's over with. He's gone. But if they're trying to do those short, you know, you know, dig routes or crossing routes, he's going to have a hard time getting off tackle. And so that's where the Dolphins are going to have to really dial up that stack, you know, formation, or they try to make sure that they move him. But if he get, I mean, we saw this when he played, you know, in the when he played this year, if he could get behind some of those bigger um, corners, he's gone. I mean, we saw that in the Ohio State game before he got hurt. I mean, the first half of the national championship game, if he could, he got behind their best corner and it was over with. Like he wasn't going to not catch the ball. And so I think there's pros and cons to his size, but I think the pros do outweigh the cons. Oh, this next guys, right. be rough. Detroit, I'm excited. Detroit needs everything. Yeah. But the one thing they don't need is running back because, you know, they hate carry on Johnson, apparently. Dude, they're totally going to pick another running back. I'm telling you. He's, yeah, no, I think Trey, the big, the big question I have for you, are you taking a quarterback? No, I'm not. Okay. Really? You can't get off really? okay. contract for two more years. I think it's two okay. years. So you you wait till next year with maybe Sam Howell, Spencer Rattler, that group of guys. You maybe okay. try to you try to put golf. I mean, golf went to the Super Bowl a few years ago. You got. I mean, by, on the back of Todd Gurley, but he played well. Um, I don't know what this whole deal with Goff and McVay was, but that was that came out of nowhere, and all of a sudden he's on the lines. And he really needs some offensive help. Galladay is gone. He has no receivers. And as much as they need defense, they got defense last year with Akuda. I, um, for me, it's between Kyle Pitts and Jalen Waddle. And they picked TJ Hawkinson a few years ago. And I know Kyle Pitts is not technically a tight end. He's a hybrid guy. I'm going Jalen Waddle here. Jalen Waddle, uh, the 2019 Iron Bowl, watching him still lives in my nightmares. Even though he won, Jalen Waddle tried to win, was going to win that game whether he wanted to or whether his team wanted to or not. Man was wide open all over. And that speed y'all were talking about with him is ridiculous. And I think that's going to translate well to the NFL. And I think he he's going to be the start, like the, the man in Detroit from day one. So I'm going Waddle here. I think it's he's probably the second best receiver in this class. I think Jamar Chase is really good, but Waddle is up there with him. Yeah, I mean, I'm, yeah, I, 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 I agree with that. Why not an O lineman, Trey? I've seen a lot of a lot of things predicting them to go with Sewell from uh, Oregon. 
no, I can see no linemen. They don't have, like, they picked the the center from Arkansas a few years ago, and you sometimes see teams pick O-line a bunch. I feel like there's a team that's always picking O-line. But, like, I think it's stable enough to run with right now. Suell's going to be a generational talent. It's a, it's a crime that he hasn't gone so far because he is probably – the best tackle or the best offensive lineman to come out of a draft in a long, long time. But I, I just don't – I think they need they need help with receiver. They don't have anybody. I think I mean, literally the receivers all are gone. So, they yeah. – I mean, it's one of those needs that's like, okay, you lost Kenny Galladay. You haven't really had a guy since Calvin Johnson retired. So, you need to go get a guy that can be a generational talent. And I think Wilder can be that. Do you think the injuries would put him off from being picked at seven? Or do you think, because if they could go with someone like Megatron, because I could see them, even though Kyle Pitts is more of a hybrid tight end receiver, he is much more of a receiver than a blocker. And so like, I could see him, if they wanted to relive the Megatron days, going for someone with his size and ability. It could happen. I've been wrong before, as we all know. Uh, let me be wrong on the eighth pick right now. Um, Panthers, uh, I'm surprised that uh, Trey, you didn't you didn't want to take this one. Ever um, since they 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 let Cam, they did Cam dirty, so I, yeah. I I know they got they got the boy Derek Brown, but they did they did <laughs> yeah. my boy dirty. Um, well, you know they just they got good old Teddy uh, at the QB, and they just got Sam Darnold um, from the Jets, which is. I, I think is a good pick because he is still, I think, a good quarterback. I think you can't judge anybody that goes to the Jets and plays quarterback because um, you've seen <laughs> countless NFL, or college talents go to the Jets and just be trash. Um, and so I think Carolina, I, I have a few there. I, they need an offensive line if they are going to protect Sam Darnold and give him time to do what he can do, uh, which I think he he's, I wouldn't rate him as a top five quarterback, but not a bottom five for sure. I think he's pretty mediocre. And I think that's where Carolina lives right now is in that mediocrity um, ever since they let Cam go. Um, but also I could see them going for a wide receiver to or a tight end uh, to help out, um, to help out Sam Donald and also a running back because McCaffrey was out for most of last season um, and they suffered because of it. Um, I just, I don't think they would go with a running back as important as McCaffrey is. He's one of the few untouchable players in the NFL right now. Um, if they let, if they replaced him, they'd, they'd just be asking to have the first pick next year. Um, but I'm going to go with uh, Sewell from Oregon. I think that's the most sensible pick. Um, first O-lineman off the board, but... I think it's it's what Carolina needs if they do want to start building a foundation that can be uh, that can blossom into something like their their run to the Super Bowl versus the Broncos. Yeah, I mean, if yeah, if you're looking to build with Christian McCaffrey and Bridgewater and all that, you've got to be able to protect those guys, and you've got to be able to open lanes for McCaffrey to run the ball. And I mean. Sewell gives you that opportunity to do that and much more. Um, and so, yeah, I, uh, I really like that pick. I yeah, I like that pick Etienne, too. But 
because he's he's similar yeah. to McCaffrey. He's I think he's the best receiving back out of the class, uh, in my opinion. But I, I just don't think they would put two star backs like that. Um, yeah, that's yeah. I, I don't like what you were saying. That 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 does McCaffrey a disservice, and that's just asking him to try to go somewhere else. Yeah, kind of like a certain one of your favorite teams, Jeffrey, drafting a quarterback last year when they got the MVP of the league this year. He, I, I'm okay with it. Obviously, we didn't need it, right? Yeah, I really like that pick, though, but I think he's, like, best available. Plus, like you said, I mean, um, you kind of get a new quarterback, so, I mean, you're looking to keep him safe. Plus, I mean, McCaffrey's had so many injuries. I mean, you just need somebody to block for you, so, I mean – I think you get a guy like that, best available, and he keeps your best star players healthy. So I, I really like that one. Um, next pick, let's see, is the Denver Broncos. Um, Denver honestly needs a lot. And, like, knowing them, they'd probably go with a quarterback, but I'm not going to pick a quarterback. I mean, I think Drew Luck's the guy, but it feels like every year – they're ended up with some like six foot six quarterback that can throw the ball very far and end up being a bust. But I think they're going to stick with him a little bit longer. So I think for the Broncos pick, I think they're going to try to bolster up their defense a little bit more. And so I have them picking somebody kind of like Micah Parsons out of um, Penn State. I think just kind of somebody to help with um, a little more pressure back there to keep the offense from having to stay on the field just like somebody to compliment von miller just so it's not all on his back so i think um micah parsons is best available for that kind of pick so i think he's gonna go to denver really good pick. that's a that, yeah that's a really good pick i'm oddly surprised that you are okay with the broncos quarterback situation <laughs> yeah um Okay, I, I think Drew Locke is actually decent. I mean, like, he put up – he was, like, the number one passer in the SEC for two years in a row, wasn't he? I mean, 20 – Yeah, but he played the – but he was playing in the – he was playing the SEC East when Florida and Georgia were struggling. I mean, that's very um, true. But, um, but, I mean, yeah, I see where you're coming from. Like, I'm, I'm not mad at that pick. I mean, they need somebody there that can – do something with that defense yeah. i mean the I, th- I think the biggest thing from watching the few broncos games that i did was that the middle of their defense was god awful yeah um i mean there were just i mean teams would gash them for 20 30 yards at a time um and yeah so i'm i agree with your pick don't agree with your assessment of their quarterback room but um <laughs> yeah i, I mean with that's, your, that's I, fair i that's agree fair. with the pick i agree with the pick it's just the thing is about that one. I mean, you don't have that many options, and you can't just keep switching quarterbacks every like every single right. draft. Right. I mean, I just don't really see them going for um, – I just don't really see anybody there. I mean, I feel like they could probably get like more of a late-round guy. Kind of – we talked about Kellen Mond. So, I think Mond yeah. might be kind of a good late-round option for them because I think a lot of people are talking about him being almost like the Dak Prescott of this draft. So – that could be a later option for them, but I think they really do need just to build some more on their defense so the offense can at least slowly grind out some points. Yeah. 
All right, you guys ready for 10 or any more thoughts on mine? I don't have anything. Josh, you ready to be Jared okay. Evans? Yeah, um, so uh, – trying to figure out, you know, where Jerry Jones is going to draft from this year. Like, you know, does he decide to go to Cleveland or does he chill on his $200 million yacht again this year in draft? Um, I mean, there's a lot of problems going on in Dallas that don't make their way onto the football field. Um, I mean, for the simple fact that Jerry Jones has control of what happens in that organization when it comes to a drafting perspective is bad enough. Um, but – Looking at what hurt the Cowboys the most last season was the ability or was the inability to stop the passing game. Um, they got tore up in the secondary. Um, and so I've got them taking um, Patrick Sertan. Um, I think they need somebody on some of those big body receivers that they play that's not afraid to just play down and dirty with those NFL receivers. And I think Sertan gives them that, um, you know, Prescott's not going anywhere right now. Um, it'll be interesting to see what he looks like coming back from this ankle injury. Um, it'll be interesting to see what happens next season if they don't re-sign some of these receivers that they have, but for all intensive purposes of what they need immediately, they need somebody to help that defense, and Sertan gives them that. He gives them the ability to try to stay in football games. I like that pick. I've seen that pick a lot. I really – their secondary got swiped a bunch starting last year with Miami going to get Byron Jones, and I know a lot of their corners have just gotten taken. So you're going to pair up former Alabama teammates, Trayvon Diggs and Patrick Sertan. Sertan's a beast. His, he, he's a, a legit ball hawk, and I think he'll do well in that Dallas secondary. I mean, the way that he plays secondary to an extent reminds me of Fitzpatrick. Now, Fitzpatrick is a once-in-a-lifetime, I can play any secondary position you put me at. But the way that Sertan is not afraid to just go up after the ball is, reminds me of Fitzpatrick, and I think that's something that the Cowboys need. Yeah, I like that pick a lot right there. Then they're kind of addressing a much-needed position because, I mean, Dallas just gets torched every single game. And Dak Prescott can't really outscore every team in the NFL. So, yeah, it's a good hole to fill. And you look Jeffrey, I know we've been we, – Sorry. Go you ahead, Trey. Some of the teams in the, the, in a, the NFC East or the NFC East, as you like, some people like to call it, the Giants are loading up at receiver with Galladay, Slayton, Sterling Shepard. Then you got the Eagles, who have no receivers. The Eagles suck. Um, but the um, <laughs> Washington football team's got Terry McLaurin, and they went and got Curtis Samuel from the Panthers. They're starting to get some receivers, and Dallas needs to be able to cover those receivers if they want to win their division. Yeah. Okay, Jeffrey, we've interrupted you like three times. So, um, what you what you got, buddy? No, you're good. Um do you you still ride with Zeke? You still think he's the man after last season, especially where he was not existent? <laughs> I'm going off of what needs the most immediate address. Now, do I think if 
boards – if boards are going the way they're going, there's going to be a ton of running back talent in the second in the second round. I don't remember off the top of my head where Dallas is in the second round, but if they've got a pretty decent slot in, in the second round, then I think they can take a running back there. But for all intents and purposes right now, you've got to build that secondary. I'm, I'm but I see I where you're concerned. Yeah, no, I – yeah, no, no, that was one of the things that I was considering. Um, but no, I uh, you, you got to address that that uh, backfield, or you got to address that uh, secondary. So speaking of NS- NFC least teams, I have the New York Giants. We actually have three straight NFC East teams up here: Dallas, New York, and Philly, picking back to back to back. The Giants are interesting because they covered one of the positions I thought that people thought they needed actually I don't think they need it because they had two really good receivers in Sterling Shepard and Darius Slayton who was an absolute steal and better than he ever was at Auburn um so go Darius um the there's obvious there's two there's two guys that are falling down the boards that are 100% not going outside of the top 10 my Pitts and Mike Mac Jones are not making it out people will trade up for those picks and it I can't pick Kyle Pitts because they have Evan Ingram, who's pretty good. Um, I can't pick Mac Jones because Daniel Jones just got picked a few years ago. So I'm in a predicament here. I think they double down on offensive line again. You want to protect Daniel Jones and whoever or whoever else comes after him. So I'm going Rashawn Slater out of Northwestern. He – the, his claim to fame is guarding Chase Young very well. A few years Interesting. Ago. And he's a he's got some flexibility. He can play guard. He can play tackle. He could play all over the place. So he's a plug and play guy wherever you need. So I think people people have said he's a better prospect than Panay Sewell. So I think he's a good fit here in New York, and I think he would he would play well here. So. What say you? I think that's a good pick. I think Daniel Jones. I'm trying to look at his stats real quick, but he was he was not that bad from what I remember. Um, and so I think yeah, just sticking with their gun. I don't think they would take Mac, um, even though I, I agree someone's probably going to trade up for Mac Jones just because he, as unattractive as I think his play style is, he gets the job done arguably better than Trevor Lawrence. Um, I think that was because of the weapons he had around him, of course, but um, I think Daniel Jones is an adequate quarterback for an adequate football team. Um, and like, kind of like with the Panthers, I think if they do want to build somewhere, Daniel Jones is young um, and the, the receiving core is getting stronger. Um, so I agree. I think I think an O-line pick is really good. And I, I do agree that I think uh, Slater's probably the best one still. Uh, that I know Sewell's the only one we've picked, but I think Slater's second best. Mm-hmm. I was going Parsons all the way until Trevor took him up at nine. That was they need they need linebacker help, and it's a little early for the guy out of Notre Dame, I think. But I think they could they could draft him. But yeah, yeah. so Jeffrey. Finish up our, our trio of 
NFC East teams. Okay. Um, the Eagles up at 12. Uh, looking at them, um, you know, Jalen, they've made him the number one. He's he's their guy for the next next couple seasons at least. Um, and so I was thinking, let's let's look at what they, they struggled in uh, last year. They were like 15th best in uh, passing yards against. Um, so some cornerback cover would be nice. But I also think some more weapons on the offensive front. Um, so Zach Ertz doesn't have to carry literally half of the receptions um, that the Eagles get. But also Greg Ward and uh, Jalen Rieger. I think if you add someone like Zach Ertz, um, who, who really isn't a blocking tight end, um, I think I think Kyle Pitts would be a steal right here for them. Um, I think he has the size, the versatility to if if Zach Ertz decides to leave Philly, um, I think he would be a a good little uh, replacement for him. I think he he covers the same facilities as Zach Ertz does. I think imagine Ertz and Pitts on either side of the offensive line, both going up. Um, for a ball, I think that would be horrifying for the rest of the league, um, especially if Dallas don't plug in that uh, that cornerback role. Um, but yeah, I, I like that pick. I think you can even if he doesn't play tight end, you can play him. You play him at your your outside receiver. Yeah. I I really think he's not going to a few years down the line. We're going to be talking about Kyle Pitts the receiver, not Kyle Pitts the tight end while tight ends have kind of transcended the league with guys like Travis Kelsey, uh, Darren Waller, Kittle, I, I think Pitts is more of a receiver because those three guys I just mentioned are great blockers. And Kyle Pitts is a good blocker, but I think you're really going to get the most out of him from being an outside guy. Yeah. Yeah, with um, kind of the NFL's kind of tra- or transitioning to be kind of like college more. So it's starting to feel like an arms race for like just big targets for your quarterback. So I think that's a really good pick, especially with a young guy like Hertz starting. So you kind of want to give him kind of like a um, kind of a safety valve to go to. So I think Pitts is like a really good pick right there. Cause I mean, he's just a big bodied guy with big hands. I mean, super fast. I mean, so I think that's a great pick. Yeah, I, uh, yeah, I, I love that pick just for the fact of, you know, like what uh, Trevor said, uh, the Eagles are going to look a lot different because, you know, obviously Hurts is going to be under center this year. And he's – Hurts is a good quarterback, but he can get nervous really easily. Um, and giving him a safety valve that not only he can throw to, but that can also block for him if we all know Hurts loves to take off running. Um, and Pitts is also good, you know, clear a building out of the way if you asked him to um and so um, yeah that, I, I really like that pick all right so with the 13th pick um the chargers are there um i really didn't know what to pick for them but um i think they'll probably go offensive line i mean it's kind of like they need some more guys to bolster um some more protection around um herbert so, I mean, I've got um, Christian Darisaw out of Virginia Tech. I don't know much about him, but he's, li- he's listed as the um, number two guy out of um, 
or like on the O line. So I think just a way to bolster the offensive line, just to protect him, keep him from getting hurt as a young guy. Yeah, they need to they need to learn learn from the Bengals here and protect their young quarterback because Fields, not Fields, I said Fields. Why did I say Fields? Herbert, that's that's who I'm thinking about. Herbert, he looked incredible last year, which shocked the heck out of me because I I thought he would have been not even the top three best quarterbacks from last year's draft. He was the best one from last year's draft. So protecting him is is key because he's their future. Yeah, I, I yeah, it's a protection game for some of these teams of just who can we throw on our offensive line that's gonna you know not be a blind spot for our quarterback. You guys ready for fourteen, or y'all got anything else for? All right. Um, so for the Vikings, um, Vikings need the same help that uh, Los Angeles needs. Um, the Vikings need people on their offensive line. Um, and, you know, I don't see the Vikings being willing to pull the trigger on anything big. I mean, I feel like the Vikings are going to try and play it safe. And so, um, I've got the Vikings taking um, Elijah Tucker from USC um, for offensive tackle. He's listed as an offensive guard, but he played both out at USC. Um, I didn't get to watch him a lot. He, he's a good lineman. He's, you know, not special, but he's not trash. Um, and I think that's what um, Minnesota needs right now. They need somebody who's middle of the pack, can carry their weight and is not going to get ran over when the blitz comes. And I think that's what he gives. Um, I think that's what he gives uh, the Vikings. What do you guys think? Yeah, I think it's hard with offensive linemen to, to grade people out like that. It's difficult. Um, but I think kind of like with Rashawn Slater, uh, Tucker gives you a, you can plug him in anywhere. You can kind of, play around and if he fits at guard he sticks if he doesn't you can put him at tackle so it kind of just works wherever you need it yeah all right uh all right trey oh man blow my blow my mind at 15 to me like i i I kind of expected didn't actually i didn't expect this to happen because last week i was going to take mac jones at three but he fell here that gummit I don't want to do don't it. Don't take them. I'm planning on taking them later. Don't take them. I want them for mine. <laughs> I'm taking Matt Jones. Okay. There we this, go. This is a huge eat crow moment because speaking earlier of the 20, I, I'm picking two of my least favorite Alabama players of all time. I picked Jalen Waddle and I picked Matt Jones. Um, Matt Jones. Don't let, the, don't, let, don't let the nightmares get you. Well, it's not even the nightmares. It was Matt Jones scored two touchdowns for Auburn two years ago. Um, and so, I, out of, coming out of that season, I was like, dude, Matt Jones is not good. And then went on a freaking tear this last year. I thought, here's a hot take. Matt Jones probably should have won the Heisman this last year. I know he had all the weapons around him. I know. As a diehard Bama fan – 
if you gave that trophy to anybody but Devontae Smith, mm-hmm. you were hot garbage if you gave that trophy to anybody but Devontae Smith. Yeah, I, I agree with that statement. <laughs> and I, I just – you can't – the dude – I know people jokingly joke. I say jokingly. Um, some quarterback that I will not name called him a game manager one time, and then he went and beat his team by like I don't know forty. Um, that was my team. That's a, that's a fun you. game to be at. Love you, Ben Nix. Um, but Mac Jones, he does more than just game manage. He can. I, I feel like he can put the game in his hands, and he can throw it to the right guys. He makes the right reads. He's learned from those mistakes. He's sat under two really good quarterbacks in Alabama with Jalen Hurts and Tua. And I think he's learned a lot from Saban and from Sark. And I think he's good. He would, he would fit perfectly in this Belichick system. He's a – Tom Brady wasn't the best quarterback. He's not – Matt Jones is a, a mobile quarterback. So, you, I mean, you got a guy that can come in can learn. I mean, you don't have to play him this year. You can wait under Cam for a year, or you can null and void Cam's contract, which would make me so mad if he did for Mac Jones. Um, but I think Mac Jones here is an easy pick. I think the Patriots could trade up and get him anyway. So I could be technically right on this pick. Interesting. I think that's yeah, interesting. I mean, I personally don't think the Patriots will trade up. I can see somewhat him falling more to us at the Steelers because um, Big Ben's old, Josh. Josh, give me a look. Big Ben is old. I can see them trading up. Um, you won't, Matt Jones won't make it past the football team or the Bears. You've got those two. In there and I know, but I'm saying, I'm saying if, they tra- if they trade it up, if the Steelers traded up, I could see them doing that. It's harder to trade up from 15. I mean, I'm not, it's, it's easier to trade up from 15 than I would yeah. say from from 24. Oh, it is for sure. They would have to give up a lot. But if they saw – if any of these teams see Mac as a potential uh, generational talent, I know we've thrown that term around a lot, but I think they would risk it. Yeah, I like I, Patriots. I like, yeah, I I don't know where Mac is going to land, but he needs to land in a New England style system. Um, he needs to land in an established coaching position. Now, if he doesn't go here, I have also seen stuff where he goes to the Saints because with Breeze gone, yes, they have Hill on a contract, and yes, they have Jameis Winston, but neither one of those guys is – they're not – they're talented, but they're not overly talented. Um, and so wherever Matt goes, if there's a bit like if Matt goes to New England, obviously he's gonna have to beat out Cam Newton. Um, and so it's just wherever Mac fit goes, he needs to fit that system. Do I think he fits in at New England? Yes, and New England's done a really good job of grabbing a lot of weapons in the offseason. 
But then again, I don't know if Belichick is wanting to start blanket new with a quarterback. And that's going to be – now, then again, we all know that last season Belichick's dog was drafting for him. So <laughs> there's a good chance that the dog takes Mac. I mean, we just don't know. Um, but I don't know. I like that pick, and I don't like that pick. That's the short answer. I think a receiver would be good, especially with Julian Edelman just retiring a few days ago. That's a good point. And he yeah, because what? Because we there's still some decent receivers on the board. I mean, yeah, the the, the big three are gone. Well, I mean, if you consider Pitts a receiver, the big four are gone. The next next group up is you got Rashad Bateman, you got Kadarius Tony, um, or Rondell Moore. Rondell Moore, he's yeah, gonna be Moore. he's gonna. Fly, I think he's going to fly up the boards. There's a Marshall from LSU. You've yeah, still got him, too. He, he'd be – I think he's a guy that sneak, maybe could sneak into the first round. Um, yeah. Shoot. You look at the NFL, and it's – right now, teams are so desperately trying to re- replicate what they're doing in Kansas City. I wouldn't be surprised if Anthony Schwartz – I don't see him as a first-round pick, obviously – but a second, I don't think he should go in the second round, but I think people would take him just for his speed. What, Tony? No, 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 Anthony Schwartz. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, the only difference between him and Jalen Waddle is Jalen Waddle can catch the ball. Well, they didn't throw it to him, Jeffrey. Every time we tried to throw it to him, he overthrew the fastest man in college football. Uh, but that's for another day. That's for another day. Um, Okay, we're going to move on to the 16th pick, if that's good with you guys. We talked um, about Mac Jones enough. Let's go. Yeah. Um, so the Cardinals are there. Um, I think Kyler Murray, solid. He's been doing well. He's, I would say, out of the, out of the newer quarterbacks, top three, if not top two. Um, behind Patty Mahomes. Um but they they need, I think, a, a few things. Um, they just got J.J. Watt from the Texans. Huge for them on the defensive front. J.J. Watt alone. Yeah, that's massive. A leader, and he can – he's going to change, I think, their defense, and they're going to be really good on, on that aspect of, of defense next year. Um, but I, I could also see them going with a cornerback, helping the defense, or a wide receiver – um, just to give, because Larry Fitzgerald is 95 at this point. <laughs> He's like 41. He needs to retire. I think, is this his last season? Do you guys know? I think he, there's rumors he's supposed to retire this he, year. He yeah. needs to retire. Yeah, he's got he's, to. He's like a thousand. Yeah. He's, so, yeah. But, he's like um, outlived the like double life requirement for a wide receiver in the NFL, and he just keeps yeah. attempting to play. Yeah. I, I mean, he's, he's still there they're giving it to him and he's producing. Um, so I'm, I'm really in between Rondell Moore and um, um, Caleb uh, Fairley, Farley. Um, but I don't know. I, I, I'll go Rondell Moore just to probably be wrong. Um, but the Purdue prospect, I think he's gonna be, he's gonna be good in the NFL. He was good in college football. I think because he played for Purdue, he wasn't looked at the same as Jalen Waddle and uh, I'm not saying Devontae Smith because he's a, a different beast of his own. Um, but of of the Waddle, I would say Calvin Ridley even 
um, of that caliber. I think he's going to be good. What's up? Why not Kadarius Tony from Florida? I don't know. Not sold? I think uh, Trask was really good at making people look good last year. Okay. He's, yeah, he's, I, he's I an athlete and he's a talent. Um, but I, I, I don't know. I just think more is more of an NFL caliber. Yeah, no, I, yeah, I, I agree with you. We got to see Ron more up in person, Jeffrey. We did. And he didn't do much. Yeah. When, exactly. when did y'all see him? When oh, no, no we're, not, we're not talking about this. Move on. Go, 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 go. <laughs> go on. Um, I hate what you got for the 17. <laughs> Trevor? Who's next? Are we done talking about that? Yeah, yeah. Sorry, I was like phased out completely. Quick segue. <laughs> Stop listening. <laughs> okay, so with the 17th pick, it is the Las Vegas Raiders. Um, so we were talking about Tony, and I, I was gonna go kind of like really basic and get like an offensive tackle, but I was like, it would actually be really cool to see Tony and Rugs together as like the speed duo. So, I mean, is that crazy for him to go first round like that? No, because no. the Raiders have always valued speed. It's kind of the joke. Uh, I don't know. Al Davis, I think, is their old GM. But he literally would draft guys because of speed. Um, like so the Legion of Zoom kind of thing? What were you saying? Like the Legion of Zoom. Like, yeah. you know, Seahawks for Legion of Boom, but. So I, I don't know. I, I think that's an interesting pick because I, I think Tony's really good. And I know you're totally right. I think he maybe got made to look good in that offense with that Den Mellon run or ran it at Florida. But I don't know. It's It'll be interesting to see where he lands. But I would actually really like to see him in Las Vegas alongside Ruggs. I mean, that'd be a pretty good duo because I mean, he's got kind of like that Tyreek Hill kind of shiftiness. And like you said earlier, like people are trying to mimic the Chiefs. So I think getting a guy like him is just like a really dynamic playmaker. I mean, if you use him right, I think is the thing. Cause I mean, he could kind of be like Cordell Patterson where he just gets bumped around because he's super fast, but nobody knows how to use him right. But I think with the right system, he could be really explosive. And I think what Las Vegas is trying to do right now with like just really youthful, fast kind of offense with Derek Carr behind center. I think he, that could be a really interesting choice right there for the Raiders. Good shout. I like it. Um, all right. So you guys ready for 18 or yes, sir. you want to talk about all right, we got the Dolphins again. Um, if we've learned anything from Miami, they are really good about getting really good draft picks. Um, now, whether they use them right or not is a different thing, but like we've seen in the past two years, they have dominated the first round. Um, this one is difficult because I don't know really where the Dolphins want to go from here. Um, 
you know, do they continue to build a high caliber offense or do they turn their attention to the defense? Um, and so, you know, I'll, you know, for me watching, you know, what they did last season, one of their big struggles was to an extent on the defense, on the defensive line. Um, you know, they struggled getting push, you know, they struggled rushing quarterbacks. They really struggled stopping the run game. Um, I'm going to say this is probably really wrong and pretty really out of the left field. I'm going to say they take Christian Barmore from Alabama and really try to harden up um, those defensive tackles. Um, really try to not just make Miami an offensive team, but they're really going to try and make it an all-around team. And I think Barmore gives you that. Um I think he he's a stud on the line. I mean, you know, I you know watching Alabama as much as I do, I you know he's really good at making offensive tackles and offensive guards look bad. Um, and I think he really helps Miami start to make that defense not a laughing stock. What you guys think? I think that's. I don't know who they have at defensive tackle. Didn't they? Don't they have um, another Alabama guy down there? Uh... What's his name? They have a – but you're right. They need they need to address – I think they go defense here regardless if it's, if it's Barmore or if it's an, another linebacker. They did lose Kyle Van Noy, um, so they could go linebacker. But I think you're right. If they go offense the first pick, I think they should go defense the second to kind of balance it out. So, I think that's a good pick there. Yeah, and see, Barmore, he's – he was a redshirt sophomore this year, so he declared early. Isn't that right, Josh? Yes. I, yeah, he declared early, I think. So this is actually a really interesting pick, and I was actually wanting to see where y'all thought he might go. And I, I do like the Miami pick. Um, and honestly, Miami's defense last year kept him in games. I mean, uh, Tua didn't look great at times, but, I mean, Miami's defense – like, especially their secondary kept them in games. But, yeah, I do yeah. like the thought of adding on to their defensive line, just putting more pressure um, on opposing offensive lines. Um, so, I think yeah. Armour's got some serious upside. I think he's a little bit of a gamble because, I mean, I don't think we've seen as much of him as some other players, but I really yeah. think he's got a higher upside than a lot of other guys. Yeah, I mean, because if uh, – like, so if you're looking at like the current active rosters, Miami's current active roster, um, they're on their defensive line. They've got Raekwon Davis. Um, so, you know, Raekwon's really good. They've got, and then they've got on their uh, left defensive end, they've got Christian Wilkins. Um, and so, you know, if, even if Barmore doesn't start, he gives them the ability to rotate. Um, and I think that's crucial for Miami is being able to keep their defense healthy throughout the year. Because um, I don't know how many times we've seen uh, teams crippled when they lose, you know, either a starter or a second string guy. And I think Barmore gives you – now, yes, he's a gamble to go this early, but I think he could fit well at Miami.
Anything else, guys? We're good. I'm good there. All right, Trey, tell us who the Washington football team is going to pick. They're going to pick a new name. Um, <laughs> yes. I don't know here because this is – this you get – like I said earlier, this, you're starting to get into the territory where you start picking – you start reaching for quarterbacks. The, the top five guys are gone. Um, Kyle Trask is sitting there um, with his Heisman finalist self. I'm not going Kyle Trask. I'm going – Jeremiah Owusu Koromoa out of Notre Dame. He is a linebacker prospect who reminds me a lot of Isaiah Simmons last year. He is he's a smaller guy. He's 6'2, 216 pounds. Yeah. He's he's got some versatility in them that I think that Washington can need. And that Washington defense is unreal right now. You've got the Alabama duo in Jonathan Allen and um, who's the other one? You all know it. Uh, it I had it. Um, in my- well, uh, now I've uh, completely forgot, so I don't know. Um, what who did say you already? Yeah, who'd you say? Uh, Jonathan Allen. Um, Deron Payne. Uh, yes, there we go. Deron Payne is up there. So you got those two guys on the inside. Then you've got, you know probably the next great defensive end in Chase Young. And you got another great guy, Montez Sweat, on the other side. The, the the linebackers, I don't know who they have currently. I know Ruben Foster had been there for a while, but I think he may not have gotten picked up again. So I think a guy like uh, Cormoa can really strengthen your linebacker core. And he can, he can drop back and play some safety if they need him to, or he can get up and – Play some linebacker. He's a very versatile guy that I think would benefit their defense. I'm just uh, impressed you were able to pronounce his name because that's that's a name. That's one of the the names on this list. Mm-hmm. There's, there's some there's some other ones that we're getting we're getting to one that's um, I'm waiting to see who picks this one. That's on the second page right here. Uh, Jeff, are you going to pick that guy? The guy from Washington? No, not that guy. The guy at the top oh. of page two. We'll find out. Um, okay, yeah. we, we ready? Um, you go. Yeah, I'm good. good. Yeah. All right. The good old Chicago Bears. The Bears. Those the horrible Bears. people. Um, I think the Bears are just a really bad uh, franchise, <laughs> especially right now. They're not not good. I think Andy Dalton isn't he there now? Yes, because <laughs> yeah. they traded Trubisky to the Bills, or he got released. And now he's at the Bills. Wow, they could they yeah they're dumpster fire. Yeah, it's not it's not good for them. Um, Andy, nothing against Andy Dalton. Um, I think he's a, a good backup quarterback. I don't think he's starting level. Um, but if, if Chicago wants to go that route, um, I, I can see them doing that. Um, I, I don't think they would draft uh, Kyle Trask here. I think he's the, the next best quarterback. I think, honestly, I can see Kyle Trask turning into another Trubisky um, mishap. Um, I, I just don't know. I, I'm I'm I can also see them going with Kieran Munn. 
from from uh, AM, right? Or Chris Tate. And um, yeah, I think he, he would be a good shout, but I think honestly they need to strengthen their their offensive line um, and just try to ride into next season hoping for for some luck. Um, so I, I have them uh, going with Alex Leatherwood out of Alabama. That man is giant. And he's ridiculous. I, I honestly, personally think he's going to end up being better than Sewell um, in, in the long run. Um, I like I, that. I, I know he's, he, doesn't he have some knee injury problems? Um, uh, I mean, from what I remember, he's played, like, just been consistent. Like, Yeah, and so I yeah. think the Bears picking him up, having someone who will lead and be a man for uh, Andy Dalton, um, just putting his body out there, I think that would be really good for the Bears. Yeah, I would like that pick a lot. That's an interesting Yeah, I, uh, I'm kind of upset you took him, um, but um, <laughs> I, uh, I do like that pick. I think he would uh, – yeah, that's, uh, that's a good pick. I make those occasionally. Not often. Occasionally. It happens. <laughs> All right, with the 21st pick, Indianapolis is on the clock. And honestly, Jeffrey kind of took my pick right there because I was thinking either defensive line, offensive line, or receiver. So going to the other line, I think another guy that's on the board um, that's just really talented is um, Aziz Ojolari out of Georgia. Here we go. Um, I think the Colts have been focusing a lot on their offensive attack. Uh, they got Jonathan Taylor last year. Um, is absolutely incredible for them and just getting um Carson Wentz at quarterback you got um T.Y. Hilton still at wide receiver so I mean I could really see them getting a receiver right here too just to add on to some more weapons but I think a guy like Ojolari is he's just so talented he's got the six foot three body frame 240 pounds I mean he's super fast I mean he's playing at Georgia and I know none of us here like Georgia at all but he he was a stud for them. So I think him on the line right there is just really good, and I think it kind of gives them some more rotation on the defensive line. Yeah, I like it. It's a good pick. That was the name I was referring to earlier as the one that – Oh. But, yeah, Ojolari, he's a beast. I, you were correct. I hate Georgia. I think I hate Georgia more than I hate Alabama. Yeah, I, Ooh, I that's kinda cool. agree. I, I, I kind of hate Georgia more than Auburn now. Like, they're just getting annoying. <laughs> yeah. Auburn and Alabama have won a national championship. <laughs> what, what's the year, Trevor, the last time Georgia won? 1980, boys. <laughs> <laughs> I think uh, even though he is – I'm looking at this, he's 20? Yes, Goodness. I mean, he's young. He was just he's, a redshirt sophomore. But he also – he led the SEC in sacks and tackles for loss and forced fumbles. And so being that young, showing that that ceiling at such a young age in a very physical what, – what's turning out to be a very, very uh, physical um, SEC, uh, especially this last year when they only played SEC teams, um, I think he is – 
ridiculous. He's going to be really good for the Colts. Okay. You guys ready for uh, 10 OC? Yep. All right. Uh, so with, what is this, 22, uh, we got the Titans. Uh, um, I think I'm going to take a running back. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> Derek Henry is Derek Henry is the Tennessee Titans. Um, I mean, <laughs> he really is. No way around. No way around. I mean, the best way and the way they have won for the last while has been line up in the eye formation and let Derek Henry eat. <laughs> um, and I think what um, Tennessee needs to do is they need to continue being able to be a dominant offensive line team. Um, and so I'm going to have uh, the Titans taking um, Tevin Jenkins from Oklahoma State. Um, he, I think, um, I think that he's just, you know, he's going to be really good on that line. I think he's going to give them the ability to just continue building something that makes Derrick Henry be Derrick Henry. Um, they don't need to do anything flashy. They don't need to take receivers. They Their defense is good. It's not great, but it's good. Um, but I think Jenkins gives them what they need, which is more offensive line talent. They got to rectify the mistake that was – I don't even remember his name. The, the tackle from – Isaiah, Isaiah Wilson. They got to they gotta rectify that. So they got to they gotta fix that tackle position. And they've they, – I could see them going receiver here because they lost Corey Davis to the – that's who it is. Corey Davis is on the Jets, which is funny because I have the Jets next. Yes. Corey Davis got paid by the Jets. So they – A.J. Brown is a freaking tank. Speaking of tanks – they got two of the, I think, some of the most up-and-coming players in the league, and obviously Derrick Henry and A.J. Brown is – everyone talks about D.K. Metcalf, but A.J. Brown is something else. Um, but I, I like your pick there with that line. Feed, feed old Henry. See, now my thing was going to be um, if somebody wouldn't have taken um, Leatherwood from me and stuck him in freaking <laughs> Chicago um, – <laughs> or he's going to just be terrible because Chicago's terrible. Um, I was going to put him there because if you were to plug someone to Leatherwood's caliber into that offensive line, it'd be scary. We saw, we saw it with Najee Harris. Najee would run behind Leatherwood nine times out of 10. Um, you run somebody like Derek Henry behind an Alex Leatherwood and hello touchdown every time. Um, but, you know, you settle for what you got and, you know, We'll go with that. But yeah, I think I think that Jenkins is a really good shot, especially uh, they kind of even though um, who's who's Oak State's quarterback? Is that Ellinger? Uh, it it was uh man, he had like this generic name. I've got to look it up now. But they, Ellinger they had, was Texas's Ellinger uh, was Texas's quarterback. Yeah. Um, but they had uh, Chuba Hubbard out at Oak State, and he was ridiculous. Yeah. Um, and so I think Jenkins would, if Leatherwood doesn't fall to Tennessee, I think Jenkins would be a good fit just because he would be familiar with running the ball to a prolific back the entire time. Not that Tannehill does nothing in Tennessee, but Tannehill's not their offense, and everyone knows that. He knows that. 
Yeah, I, uh, I agree with that. Spencer Sanders is the quarterback for Oklahoma State, for anyone okay. wondering. No one was wondering. <laughs> okay. Um, Trey, tell us who the New York Jets are going to take. So, I have this – I kind of – I thought this was going to be a running back and I was ready to pick the first running back off the board because this is the only place – I know you all talk about running back at 10. I just – the way the NFL has gone, the way they have underpaid running backs these past couple of years, you're not going to see a guy unless he's a, a Derrick Henry-style running back in college go top ten anymore. They just, they're they just not going to do it because it pays them too much money and they're just so they, – they, they go out like clockwork. So I was going to go Najee here, but I noticed someone was falling like crazy, and that is – Caleb Farley from Virginia Tech. Now, it makes sense that he's falling because he actually has a back injury that's pretty substantial. He He just had back surgery last month. Yeah. So, honestly, I almost took J.C. Horn over him. But I'm going to go Farley just because he's got a really good upside. Like, he's a, he's a ball hawk. He's, Mm -hmm. I mean, he's, he's fast too. I I I really think he could be a good asset in that Jets team just getting the best player available and trying to just do something. And Robert Sala up there has had good track record with corners. I mean, he had Richard Sherman in the, at the 49ers, and he was he was decent. Now I'm not going to say he was the Richard Sherman of old, but he had he he used what he had. Um, so I'm going Caleb Farley there. So why not? I I, I really like J.C. Horn. He is probably one of the most physical cornerbacks I've seen play. Why didn't you go for him? You know, I, I don't know. Um, I think <laughs> <laughs> that's my short answer. Is it, be, is, 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 it be, is it because you hate South Carolina? Is that, yes. is that what it is? Is it because you hate South Carolina? <laughs> He's just got a vendetta because of this game this year. Yeah. <laughs> like, But he was he was ridiculous against Auburn. He was ridiculous. Uh, he made Seth Williams look like Seth Williams did nothing. So – yeah, I, Caleb Farley has a pretty good upside, I think, and uh, J.C. Horn does too. I think – I really think J.C. – I would have picked – if I would have had the Cardinals up there, I would have picked him up there. But I just went Caleb Farley because he's a he's a better-ranked prospect, I guess. That's what I'm going to go with. I don't know. I hate South Carolina. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, at the uh, 24th pick – I am going to take a running back for the Steelers because big boy James Conner got traded to, or just signed with the Cardinals, a one-year deal. And so I think he he did a lot of work for them uh, last year. Um, So, man, I want to go ETN, but I think Najee's the way to go. If I think Najee will deliver the most punch straight off the bat. I think Etienne is similar to James Conner. James Conner could do it all. He could receive. He could run straight down the throat of defenses. He could run off tackle. Um, but I think I think Najee is just – if Najee keeps growing um, in, in his talent and size, I think we're going to have two Derrick Henrys in the league, and that's going to be horrifying. Um, I think the Steelers – how much bigger do you want Najee Harris to get? I mean, like, boy is massive. <laughs> know, but like, 
So is Henry. <laughs> um, but like, I think Najee would relieve Big Ben. I know I talked about them uh, before. Uh, Mac, I wanted him to go there. Um, I, I, they do need a quarterback. They, Big Ben, I think he did say like this is his last season. Um, uh, so I would be, I wouldn't be surprised if they got a quarterback. But I think Najee would be a steal and a half, especially if he fell, because he honestly, for me, was the second best player in college football last year. Um, I think if there was anyone to dethrone Devontae from Heisman, it would have been Najee. Um, and boys got hops. And I would love to see him hop in those gold and black pants, just hopping over, hopping over people. That sounded so wrong, Jeffrey. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, I do like that big role, though. Um, I think he is honestly a better prospect than Etienne. I think people are overvaluing Etienne more. But just in terms of, like, a do-it-all back that's big and physical and he does kind of resemble Henry a lot, I think um, I think that's probably the best running back pick. Nashi, yeah, uh, I think – He's like Derrick Henry if if you combine Derrick Henry and Kenyon Drake, I think, with the with his hand. Like it boy caught like so many passes out of the backfield. And I think that's a huge asset because you see guys like Kamara and McCaffrey in the league and some teams are going to that style of throwing it to the running back out of the backfield. And Najee can do that. He we have seen him do that. And you're right, Jeffrey, the boy has hops. And that wouldn't so, have been run around that far, run around that much more, because he, he didn't have those legs anymore. He's not going to be. That's he didn't facts. Have in the first yeah. Place. But just Najee being back there, even for pass blocking, be good. Go ahead, Trev. Yeah, I was about to say. Um, <laughs> he's kind of like Fitzgerald too, though. He's like he's kind of decrepit now, so I don't know how much longer he's going to be kicking with the Steelers. Right. Yeah. Uh, so with the twenty-fifth pick, Jacksonville's back on the clock. Um. Kind of surprised he slid this slow, but um, I've got Rashad Bateman as the pick there. Um, he's just a big receiver, um, especially if they go quarterback first pick, which I mean, I'm pretty sure they are. So, given Trevor Lawrence instant weapons, so Trevor Lawrence to Rashad Bateman, um, Jacksonville needs a lot, and especially Urban Meyer with him as a head coach there, he's offensive minded, so I think they're gonna try to bolster as much as they can there. I like that pick. I like it too because I'm really surprised Rashad Bateman wasn't the, the – I mean, I'm going to say here Pitts is a receiver, the fifth guy off the board. Um, he's, a, he's a beast. I, another guy, sadly, there's too many guys on this list I've seen firsthand beat Auburn really bad. I think <laughs> he had a, a ridiculous – was he the one that had the ridiculous catch against us last year in the Outback Bowl, Jeffrey? Yes, the one in the back of the end zone. Yeah, yeah I think that was I, I was not watching that game, but I remember seeing it afterwards and them being just, you know, shaking my head. All right, you guys ready for good old Cleveland? Cleveland. I mean, I think Cleveland's one of the – I think Cleveland was the turnaround team of the year for the league. I mean – it kind of seems like as much as I dislike him, it seems like Baker Mayfield has finally found out how to play football and 
not be in weird commercials where he acts like the stadium is his house. Um, but um, he's – I think – but for me, Cleveland, you know, I think Cleveland's going to look for something um, – more than likely they're going to look for something on the defensive side of the ball, possibly. I don't know. Um, but I'm going to give them uh, Joe Tyrone from Washington. Um, I think for an edge guy, he's, you know, um, he's fairly decent overall guy. Um, you know, Washington had a little bit of up-down season this year, but he's, he played consistently. Um, and I think it's just another weapon to add um, – to uh, that side of the ball for uh, Cleveland. That's an interesting pick. Does does the fact that they have – I mean, they, they just signed Clowney to a deal yesterday. Does that – I don't – not not trying to discredit your pick there, but I'm that's kind of – I kind of – Well, yeah, and now, obviously, you know, with them taking Clowney, there's a side that they decide to do something different. Um but I mean, Tyrone is six five, two sixty two. He's a big dude. I mean, he's a big dude. Um, but I mean, if they don't take him, I'm not really sure what they're looking at wanting to take. Um, and so it's you know, I don't know. I really don't know enough about Cleveland to completely say what they need. But it always seems to me that Cleveland struggled defensively when they did when they were needing to stay in games this year. Um, you know, Baker was able to keep them in games, and he was able to win them games. Um, but when they lost, it seemed like it came off of a defensive issue. But I do see your thing with Clowney. Um, I don't know. All right, Trey, so they've got Clowney. Who do you think they take? If this is the board right now, you got to go J.C. Horn. Um, That's what I was thinking, too. I mean – Denzel Ward is a stud at corner, but then you kind of you solidify the other side because they really – I mean, yeah. honestly, I think corner is a huge need for them. Um, they don't really have anybody. Uh, Greedy Williams um, is there, but he's not translated well. Or, he, I mean, he's only – how how long has he been? Is he Was he a rookie last year? I don't yeah, know. I think he was just picked up last year. Okay, so, I mean, he's got another year to be – to kind of improve his game. And, hey, he could be great this year. Um, but I think – if the board is sitting like this, you I mean, I think it's JC Horn. Yeah, and I mean I don't know. It yeah, Horn's probably the better overall pick. I'm just thinking, you know, if Clowney, you know, doesn't pan out to what they're hoping he is. Oh, absolutely, I agree um, with that. Um, but yeah, no, I uh but I'm sticking with uh what's his name? No, is it try? Is it is it try on? No, got me. I uh, pronounced it the best I could. Yeah. Try try on, yeah. <laughs> Whatever it is. Uh, so I have the Baltimore Ravens with Lamar Jackson, and you know, if you didn't guys didn't go on a run of receivers earlier, I would have gone receiver here easily. Um, and also, if you all wouldn't have gone on a run of tackles earlier. I would have gone there because Orlando Brown apparently wants out. So I'm kind of sitting here. Um, Rashad Bateman, not Rashad Bateman. Why do I keep saying the wrong names? Um, not him. Who is, who was I talking about? The receiver from uh, Terrace Marshall. He's still here. 
I, I think a guy like Elijah Moore could uh, slip, sneak up the board. I'm tent, yeah, I really want to make that down. pick. But with uh, kind of like my last pick, there's two edge rushers here that are sitting – they're pretty good on top of the board, and they just lost um, uh, Judon to the Patriots, and there was another guy they lost. Who's the one that came from uh, – there's, there's a guy that they lost that came from the Jaguars to the Vikings, then to the Raider, the Ravens, and now he's on the Raiders. Um, so I'm going Quiddy Pay here out of Michigan. Um, he's a big edge guy in the in their 3-4 system. I think they could run him at uh, a defensive end or they could play him at an ed, uh, a 3-4 outside linebacker. I think they need to they need to go BPA here, best player available, and I think but he's the best player here. So I'd like to go receiver, but there's just not one that I would be willing to take right here. Sweet. You ready for New Orleans? So here I'm going to explain. I switched Jeffrey and Josh, Josh's pick, because Josh likes the Saints. Jeffrey likes the Packers. So I was like, oh, well, I'll just switch the two. So that, this is why Josh is going next and not Jeffrey. Okay, so New Orleans is in a very interesting situation. Um, when it comes to where we sit quarterback-wise, we've got Hill and we got Famous Jameis. Um. And for me, if we're going to make those guys look good, we need to give them someone to throw the ball to. Now, this is going to sound crazy, but if I'm New Orleans, I'm taking Elijah Moore from Old Miss. Good pick. For the simple fact of I watched him torch the living daylights out of Alabama. A couple times. Uh, a couple times, <laughs> yes, several times. And he is an all-around really good bat, a really good uh, receiver. Um, and I think he really lights the fire under that offense and doesn't make it the Alvin Kamara show day in and day out. Um, because if you watch the way defenses attack New Orleans, it's wherever Kamara goes, that's where we're going to go. Um, you start spreading the ball around, and New Orleans is going to become dangerous. And so I think Elijah Moore fits very well into New Orleans. He'd be the perfect slot guy. Don't forget, they have Michael Thomas, who is a yeah. – No, they don't. Do they still have – who did they get rid of? They got rid of somebody big. Emmanuel Sanders. Emmanuel Sanders, that's who they Michael got rid Thomas, of. Michael Thomas, the slant boy, um, as Carlton Davis yeah. called them. Um, but – I. That's a good pick there. That's a really good pick. Elijah Moore, I really think he may be the steal receiver of the draft. Yeah. So yeah, who, I, I would throw I would throw him down there. I'm yes, just sir. curious, Josh. Who do you think is gonna be the starting quarterback in New Orleans? Um if they go off of what they've seen from quarterbacks. I'm remembering when uh, Hill took over for Breeze when Breeze, like, blew his lung out and fractured his rib. 
he went in the game and he didn't disappoint anybody. And the big thing with him is that he's able to run the ball, and when he gets up, he's fine. And I don't know what Jameis is going to look like. Um, I mean, when the last time we really saw him play was when he was in Tampa, and he yeah, tied the – For touchdowns. Yeah, he threw the league record for tying in touchdowns and picks. Um, <laughs> when you go 30 for 30, um, you know, it sounds like they're going to make a series out of you, but it's really just that you threw 30 picks and 30 touchdowns. Um, not how we're talking about what happened in your life. Um, yeah. Not easy because 30 for 30. Yeah. I personally do not like that New Orleans even brought him back. Um, I think they should have tried to take a quarterback, but I, I personally think they should draft a, they should have drafted a quarterback, but when you've got these two guys on roster, you can't. And so for that, you've got to give whoever you're going to make the starting quarterback the best possible chance to do well. And so that's my reasoning for Elijah Moore. But I do think Hill needs to be the starter. I just – I don't know what the Saints are going to look like without subbing Drew Brees off for Taysom Hill to run uh, the same play five times in a row and make him coming off and Drew Brees coming back. It's going to be really weird. Right. Yeah, I mean, it, 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 and it's going to be weird in the fact, too, of not watching Drew Brees rocket the ball 50 yards down the field. Yeah. And – Michael Thomas catching it yeah, um, or throwing the ball off for two yards and watching Kamara run for 20. The Saints <laughs> yeah. are going to, the Saints are going to go through it. No matter who the quarterback is and no matter who they take in this draft, the Saints are going to go through a major identity crisis without Drew Brees. Um, and it, and it's going, and it's going to be up to Sean Payton of how do they respond? If they respond poorly, Sean Payton leaves because he's not going to, he, he, he doesn't have to rebuild New Orleans. He doesn't have to. Um, but they're going to go through an identity crisis, and it's going to be interesting to see how they respond. Yeah. All right. It's going to be nice right. in fantasy, though. Yeah. This year. Really nice in fantasy. <laughs> you, can't yeah. put, um, you can't put them in your flex anymore. <laughs> really? No, because, you know, last oh, year oh. you could put them in your, as your flex position. Taysom? Yeah, Taysom Hill. Yeah. So, that'll be nice. No cheating yeah. this year. All right, Jeffrey. Uh, the Packers right. going to take another random quarterback? No, Jordan Love is not a random quarterback. He's the star for the future. Just you wait. He is playing under the NFL's best player. Most valued player, some might say. Um, didn't he did 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 is Aaron Rodgers didn't he just get married or just get engaged? Uh, he's engaged, yes. To he engaged, yeah. He's also doing a really good job of hosting Jeopardy. Like, see yeah, his. Yeah, uh, he's doing a really good job. He, uh, I, I saw he got roasted by other players. Yeah, that was to tough. Yeah, yeah, happens um, to the best of them. But you know, I was really surprised. I think I said last year I did the Packers as well. And I said we were going to go for a defensive player because we always go for a defensive player. And when they took Jordan Love last year, I was as confused as I think the Packers were. Um, yeah. But I am going to go with a defensive player. And I know we've talked about him. It's really Trey and I have talked about him a couple of times. I'm going to go with J.C. Horn here. I think um, they need cornerback cover. They, they haven't had, I would say, a really 
physically demanding cornerback in a bit. Um, Jair Alexander would like to have a word. He's like one of the top corners in the NFL, in my opinion. He's good. I think if you have the physical presence of J.C. Horn, though. um, I agree with you because Kevin King is trash after what the the Buccaneers did to him. I think this is like if if the board falls the way it does and all your receivers go off the board right before the, the Packers, which would be fitting. They they wouldn't they wouldn't draft a receiver anyways. We they wouldn't. What's up, Josh? With Corey Lindsay leaving. I, I also thought about getting Did you think about Landon Dickerson? I did. I did. It was between him, um, Caleb Farley and JC Horn. I thought Dickerson, after seeing him do cartwheels behind Mac Jones, I thought, wow, Boy is that's awesome. the man. That's the man I want. And didn't he like just like get hurt or something? Or just yeah, he had knee surgery. He had knee and surgery so just before. Yeah. I was like, wow, that's that's who I want to be protecting Aaron Rodgers for the next uh, year. But <laughs> I, I did. I really thought about that. Um, but I think J.C. Horn, if he falls that far, I think any of these last um, – four teams would pick him up just because he is such uh, he's he I think will shape um, the Packers secondary for for a while um, but yeah okay. uh, so at 30 uh, the bills are picking um, so yeah I would I think JC Horn was uh, gonna be my pick for there but then I forgot um Zevin Collins out of Tulsa. He did you guys watch that Mississippi State game where they got like into the all-out brawl? <laughs> no, I remember. Yes, yes, yes. So yeah, so he was one of the guys in that. I mean, this guy is really good. He's like he's six foot four, two sixty. I mean, for Tulsa, I think he was. I think he was the player of the year in that league or in that conference. I think a defensive player of the um year. Uh, he's really physical. I mean, he was one of the best defense or like highest graded defensive players in the nation. So I think he's an absolute still, if he doesn't go in the first round, then he would definitely be an early second round steal. But for the bills, I think they need to address that defensive line. I think they're pretty set on offense last year. They put up like really great numbers. So I think looking at the defensive line is good opportunity to make a deeper playoff run for next year. All right. No one has anything to say about Zayvon Collins. I think he'll be a very good linebacker. Um, Ah, man. Oh, Kansas City. Ah, man. Uh, If I pick anything other than offensive line here, this is the wrong pick. I don't know where to go because I was going to go with a guy like Sam Cosme or maybe even a Creed Humphrey, but y'all just said Landon Dickerson and made me rethink it. Ah, oh, man. I think he would, he would lead them well from the, from the front. Yeah. They, they signed um, the guy from the Patriots, one of the guards from the Patriots. I forgot his name, uh, Joe Tooney. Um, so they got a guard. They let go of their top two tackles. So I really think they need a tackle. Looking at the tackles left, you got 
like I said, Sam Cosme from Texas. He's 6'7", 300 pounds. You got Jalen Mayfield from Michigan. You also got a guy that maybe no one's talking about a lot, but Dylan Raduns, Raduns, I don't know how to say his name, but he's from North Dakota State, 6'6", um, 304 pounds. I'm going Sam Cosme here, just um, sheer size. I mean, this boy's going to have to uh, protect Patrick Mahomes for years to come and help hopefully make what happened in the Super Bowl a distant memory. Uh, but I think – I don't remember Ellinger ever really having a problem with injuries and getting sacked too much, if I'm not mistaken, in Texas. Am I mistaken? Or does anyone know? <laughs> no clue. <laughs> but I, that's a – I think you're right. Offensive line – they have all the weapons, especially if everyone's healthy next year. It's just after what the Bucks' defensive line and linebackers did to poor Patrick Mahomes, that man probably ran 10 miles just running backwards in that game. But, yeah, I think anyone would be an improvement on who they had. You guys ready for the defending – Champs? Sadly, yeah. Sadly. <laughs> okay. Um, what do you do when you have a roster like Tampa Bay? Um, they have done, in my opinion, the best job of any team of keeping a Super Bowl team together. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, Tom Brady even renegotiated his contract to keep cap space down so they could keep who they had. Um but one position that you look at that is dangerously low for Tampa Bay is their safety position. Um, you've got the two dudes you've got back there. Um, you've got Jordan Whitehead and uh, Winfield. Um, in my opinion, that's the only position that's weak for Tampa Bay that you can see. If I were Tampa Bay, I would take the kid from TCU, uh, Trayvon Morhen, Morhen, how you pronounce his name. That dude is Gary Patterson, the TCU head coach, talked about him. And he said, you can line that, that kid up anywhere on the field, and he, they're not gonna, they're, he's not going to let a pass go by. Um, if you've watched some of his film, he can do it in double coverage, man coverage. Um, he can play safety. He can play – you know, man-to-man, he's a stud um, in the backfield. And I think that's where Tampa Bay needs to go. They don't – they obviously – they don't need a quarterback. They don't need a running back. Their offensive line is good. Their defensive line is good. Uh, they've got good linebackers. It's just – and, I mean, we saw when Whitehead got hurt, um, when he got banged up and left, their secondary suffered. Um, and so, I think um, Morehang is the – is a good bet that that's where Tampa Bay may go. Yeah, that's uh, you're right. Where do you go? Do you do you try to shore up the tight end position? Well, no, you don't because you know I forgot that they have OJ Howard behind Gronk right now. Um, that's where I would I would have thought about tight end, maybe receiver behind Godwin and Evans. But I mean, you, you're going to get Julian Edelman. 
That's that's my Trevor take from Trevor last year. Trevor predicted Gronk to the. Yeah, really that was yeah. <laughs> well, that was like two days later, wasn't it? I remember. Yeah, it, it may have been. It may have been a day later. It was. It was. It was quick. That was like ridiculous. But I'm saying Julian Edelman's going to go to the, the Bucks, but that's probably not as like hyped up. I mean, that's going to happen. Everyone knows it. He's going to get another ring. But I think I think safety. You're right. That Murray is pretty good. He's a very Isaiah Simmons like prospect. All right. Anybody have any final thoughts on something, this edition of? Go for it. Something I wanna I wanna do before we end this. Okay. Is there anyone that you that you think is gonna get drafted? Uh, where do you want to see them end up? We're going to call this segment anyone who hasn't been picked, who, where do you want them to end up? Uh, very creative title. Uh, but like any, any Alabama players for you guys, any Auburn players for you, Trey, I, I personally think Jabril Cox um, will, wherever he lands is going to be such a big influence on the team. Cause he ran LSU's defense. Like KJ, yeah. same with KJ Britt. I think wherever KJ Britt lands, he's going to do a really good job. Even if he doesn't like start, I think he'll still be a rotation player. Um, but I, I think those two linebackers, I almost said Jabril Cox for, uh, for the Packers, just because I think having somebody like that, since Clay Matthews, we haven't had somebody lead truly um, in a physical sense in a long time. I want to see, and what I think is going to happen, I want to see Dickerson, in Green Bay, um, that'd be good. I, I, I like the Packers. Um, I have nothing against. I mean, the only time I, you know, um, you know, I've always enjoyed Packers football, and I think Dickerson would really help solidify that line in Green Bay, um, especially with somebody like Lindsey leaving. Um, and I think it's a, and I mean, you know, Jeffrey, you know, with you being a Packers fan, I'm, you can agree that whoever y'all get needs to make sure they can protect Rogers because, you know, Rogers is the golden child when it comes to anything green Bay. Um, and so, uh, the only other Alabama player I can think of that I'm interested, the the only other two, uh, Najee, not really sure where he's going to go. Um, you know, personally, I would like to see, you know, personally, let's let new Orleans take him. That backfield would be amazing. Um, um, somebody else I'm going to be interested to see where they go is going to be Dylan Moses. Yeah, I was just um, thinking that. He – there's a report out that he re- that he underwent meniscus surgery in February, that he tore his meniscus in the old Miss game, um, but played on it all season. Um, don't know, you know, if that's – 100% accurate or not, even the school hasn't said anything. Um, but, you know, that knee injury, you could see towards the end of the year, he was starting to be more comfortable on that knee. Um, and if he's back to his confidence level, he could be dangerous wherever he ends up. Yeah, definitely. He has some serious upside. I know, like, the past two years, he hasn't looked very good. And he got hurt um, the year before. But, I mean, 
he's just got so much talent and it'd just be like a shame to see him go to a waste. But I think if he's in the right situation and maybe get completely healthy, he could be a major steal, like maybe second or third round. If somebody could develop him, get him healthy. But yeah, I, I'm very interested about him. I, I want to see, and I know this is, this is going to sound stupid, but I want to see Anthony Schwartz on the chiefs. I want to see the track meet between Tyreek Hill and Anthony Schwartz. I think that'd be fun. I think I think he'd fit well. Um, I don't know where I want Seth Williams to go. I want him to be a guy that they can throw deep to and he can catch it like he did again and go up for the ball like he did against Kentucky. He literally owned that man. That corner is is dead. He's, he's, he's deceased. Um, but I want Seth Williams to go, I don't know, maybe to see a team like Buffalo taking him and Josh Allen and throwing it up to him outside of uh, Stephon Diggs, maybe. Um, who are the other Auburn players in this draft? I, I want Christian Tut to, you know, go play in the CFL. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah. That's, so, Anthony Schwartz to the Chiefs is mine. Okay. I um I don't you guys pretty much named all the players I was thinking. Uh, so one more thing, I know I said one more thing last time. I think this would be fun. Tops and flops. That's a better name for this. Ooh. One. Um, that's that's more creative. Thank I like you. that. <laughs> um, so out of the 32 players we picked, pick your number one who you think is just gonna be out of all of them, who's gonna be a standout. And we can agree, we can disagree. And who you think someone named that you're like Shots, that's not it, buddy. You should you should rethink that. Um, but Josh, you want to start us out? Um, yeah, sure. Uh I think um let's see, uh somebody I think that probably is going to um be better than anyone's expecting is I think I, th- I think Waddle's gonna come out of the gate mad um because he didn't get to play the season he wanted to, and he's going to be itching to show that he's still Jalen Waddle. Um, and I think he comes out of the gate blaring as a workhorse. Um, flops. Um, I'm going to say um, uh, Wilson from BYU. Uh, I'm going to say that Jets magic continues and he just falls apart. Uh, it's going to be sad to watch, but uh I say he falls apart. Yeah, good job. Trevor, who do you have? Um, I'm going to start with my flop. So, I really – it's okay. So, I don't have very much faith in Kyle Trask or the kid from North Dakota State, Trey Lance. I, To me, for some reason, Trey Lance kind of feels like um, – do y'all remember Deshaun Kaiser, like – probably 2015 class I think he is he still in Green Bay right now I'm not sure I know he got traded because I think the Browns drafted him and then they traded him away to Green Bay but anyway he kind of feels like the same kind of quarterback I don't know they just seem underwhelming and I just haven't been very high on them I know I don't know enough about them really to have like a valid argument for them or against them but I think Trey Lance or um I don't know. I'm just not high on them. 
But um, in terms of a breakout player, we talked about them a lot. I think Elijah Moore is going to be insanely good. Like, wherever he goes, I think he can go to any team and make an immediate impact. And he's just speedy. He's – I don't know. We talked about him. He burnt Bama twice, and it just – makes you pull your hair out so I think he's going to be a very good player I'm with those for sure um uh mine would probably I'm gonna start with my flop too I think I agree Trey Lance I'm not on the hype train um I get he's an athlete people are comparing him to Cam coming in but I, I just don't think he'll have what it takes to to come into the NFL and be as good, be a top, I forgot where we picked him, but top 32 pick um, for sure. Uh, but my, t- my, my top, my person I think is going to exceed expectations, um, not even exceed expectations. I think they're going to fit very well. Um, I think Leatherwood is going to change the Bears, if he goes to the Bears or wherever he goes, I think he's going to be like such an impact player that they're just going to be like, why? How was this team so bad the year before, and how are they so good? And he's just going to be the the silent key um, in the cog that just keeps it running and keeps it going. I think if he ends up in Baltimore, um, if he ends up in Tennessee, if he ends up at the Bears in Chicago, I think wherever he goes, he's going to be such an important player for years to come for that organization. Trey, who you have? Um, I'm going to go out of left field here. I think with all the hype surrounding this dude, Kyle Pitts may not be as big as people think. I really, you know, in this, this whole segment, the top or flop, like it's, it's, it's made for bad takes. And this, I, I, I see this one being a bad take down the road. But I I just think people are looking so much into this dude and there's so little room for error for him. So I can really see a guy like Kyle Pitts really not exceeding expectations because those expectations are so high. I so desperately wanted to put Mac Jones here, but I, I, I couldn't. He's going to be a good NFL quarterback hot take here he'll probably be the best quarterback of the three quarterbacks that were at Alabama um Josh are you agreeing with me Mm, I the way that Mac plays um yeah he's got the chance to be the best of out of out of the Hurts to uh Mac trio out of that quarterback it's crazy to think at one point they all three shared a quarterback room um, but out of that quarterback room, I do think that Mac has the chance to be the best quarterback um, Alabama has seen in the league in a while. Yeah. Um, for my top, I, I think I mentioned it earlier, I think Elijah Moore has a really good chance to sneak into that first round and be another Ole Miss receiver that got underrated that was ridiculous in college. Um, he joins DK Metcalf and A.J. Brown. I think if you put him in the right system, shoot – so the Saints would be perfect. He could he could run the slot like crazy. Um, another guy, J.C. Horn, I think. If he fell, he would have a chip on his shoulder. I think he really would be a, a good fit anywhere. So those are my two tops, and I, I think I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to live to regret that Kyle Pitts pick. 
there but I'm yeah gonna... we need to clip that out so we can play it for you <laughs> yeah yeah we're gonna we're, we're gonna clip that out and put that on a uh like an airplane to let it just fly around your house at night yeah <laughs> are we gonna play that clip the next time we meet on the quad pod because that's probably gonna be next year's draft Look, well we, we <laughs> yeah. should probably try and not do this every year but like maybe do something maybe we could do like a draft reaction um <laughs> And uh, see, you know how we did, but you know. But just like a three-minute video of us watching Jerry Jones on his boat. <laughs> Facts. That's all we need. I want to see Jerry Jones <laughs> and who is with him. He's yeah. his boat to Cleveland. Yeah, it, it'd probably, and uh, he'll fly his boat to Cleveland. Oh man, we're about, we're about to hit the point of the year where sports are sparse, and I can't stand Major League Baseball. So it's gonna. Be How do you awesome. not like baseball? It's so slow. Just want to let you guys know that uh, Alabama just took a uh, walk-off homer to beat Auburn uh, in college baseball. So Auburn baseball this year has literally been some of the worst, like, heartbreak. Like, they've lost more games by, like, one or two points than I've ever seen. It's ridiculous. Also, uh, also just saw that uh, Shackelford is going to enter the NFL draft. Um, but he's going to go in there. The, yeah, the NBA draft. He's going in uh, without an agent, but yeah. uh, he's going to go back. in the draft. Back. So uh, we shall see. Yeah. But anybody have any final thoughts? Not on the NFL draft. The Not NBA the draft, NFL. we could get into, but. Ooh, we may want to do an NBA draft, uh, a mock draft, because we all have a, a player in the game this year. Um, mm-hmm. Welcome to the club, uh, Alabama fans. We've been waiting on you. Thank for- you. You know, a few years. Bro, we're we uh, very thankful. Like two years ago. What? Yeah. We had sex. We had two sex. Years ago. Oh yeah. Yeah, sure. We are very, we are very thankful that uh, His Highness Nate Oates um, is gracing us uh, with his presence uh, in Tuscaloosa. Very much that. The Brian Harson okay, looking like. I think we should um, we should end with a, a hot take. Hot take. Who's okay. better? And then after this, we're done. Who's better? Who would win head to head with a even level team? Nate Oates, Bruce Pearl. What, so what you, what's the criteria like? Are we saying the, like twenty nineteen caliber team? Same caliber team. So like, sure, Auburn's Final Four run, Alabama's Elite Eight run. Or we had a lot of players injured. I mean, like. Like at the beginning of the year, I mean, like we had like two guys tear ACLs, so I don't know. I mean, if we're talking about next year's team, I would take Bama straight up. Because I mean, no, I feel like not, that's not kind of team. evenly matched. The coaches. Oh, coaches! I'm taking uh, probably. Bruce or Nate? I'm taking Nate. He's a math teacher, man. You don't mess with math teachers. Yeah, yeah. I'm taking. I'm taking the simple fact of how he's able to. I'm taking the fact of before those guys are allowed to leave practice, they have to hit like 93 pointers in five minutes. Um, I'm taking his coaching style over um, Bruce Pearl. I will say this about Bruce Pearl. He has grown a killer beard. I mean, like. That is facts. He That like, quarantine beard, beard is looking it's, good. It's great. So great. Yeah. Like, I, I'm not a fan of his per se, but his beard game is on like Mars right now. Yeah, it's fantastic. I don't know about y'all, but I like a good barbecue. And I like a coach that can throw a great barbecue. What? So, 
but I'm so confused. Okay, so we're all gonna talk. Are we talking about those? Are we talking about those parties that Saban throws for all the new recruits at his lake house? Where, where he gives out the cars? No, no, no. This was he this give was out cars. This was when Pearl was at Tennessee. He got in trouble for doing, I think, a barbecue for recruits and stuff like that. Oh. I was I, like, what is in you? I thought that man? joke would hit a little better. We're going to cut this stuff out. No, we're not. That's so staying in. No, we're keeping the Mike Tyson. If it's staying at the beginning, this is staying too. Mike Tyson. So you're going, Bruce? Oh, uh, 100%. I'm going to have some weird has, barbecue comment. Has Nate Oates' house been on The Bachelor? <laughs> No. You know whose house has been? Bruce Pearl. Boom. Bruce Pearl automatically, I don't care about coaching style, Bruce Pearl takes it, and he's Jewish, Nato's is white, so wins that category too. And who has the killer beard? Bruce Pearl. Three out of three mandatory categories for a great person. I mean, I don't know about great person, but I mean, yeah, I'll give you the beard. Yeah, I'll give you the beard. I don't know if he's a good person, but, you know. No, he's a great person. Uh, 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 sure. Gra- Granddaddy, Granddaddy Bruce is amazing. Nate, Nate, o- Nate Oates wins the contest for being able to change a culture in two years. Oh, no. I, I, Bruce came in and did that, but it took him a little bit longer. But Alabama, you guys, for real, have changed from being a mediocre SEC team to – Arguably the best team in the SEC this year. Obviously, the best team by far. But all right, I think. All right, I think. I think we are. I think we're done. I think we're done for this episode of the Quad Pod. We will uh, hopefully see you guys sooner than. Yeah, hopefully it won't be another year before we see you guys again. uh, Might be fun for another year, yearly reunion. You know, yearly reunion. Yeah. Anyone have anything they want to shout out before we dip? Anybody? How, how are you guys doing? Haven't seen you guys in so long. Good? Yeah, we're good. Yeah. Hey, where'd you go, Trey? Nowhere. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, until next time, stay beautiful and war eagle. War eagle, man. It's gonna be a fat roll tide from that's kind of terrible. It kind of makes me throw up a little bit, but uh, see you guys later and uh, let's get a big roll tide. Gonna get us another natty this year, exactly. Hey, basketball and football championships. Yeah, we're going double natties this year. Um, we're going double natties, so uh, equestrian, not what about the sorry, that's the what about the bass fishing team? Hey, hey, they're back up, they're back up. (laughs) See you next year. (laughs) Oh, <laughs>